0: President Biden, President Biden, your first day of office, you signed an executive order to protect the life and safety of transgenders. I have no problem with that, but you did it on your first day. But he sat up here with you, Charlemagne, and told black people that if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. So if you went out of your way begging black people to vote for you, why haven't we got an executive order or any other activity coming out of the Oval Office from President Biden to protect black people from police. Look what he's doing with the anti-Asian hate. President Joe Biden signed an executive order that is exclusive to Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. I don't have a problem with that. But if you can protect the Asian American and Pacific Islander from violence, why can't you do the same thing for black people? They've been dealing with violence for one year. As a result of COVID, that's what it's called. The COVID-19 hate crimes bill Mm -hmm. to protect Asians as a result of discriminatory treatment that they've been dealing with for how long? One year. Black people have been catching hell for 400 years, and we have yet to get an executive order from Joe Biden to protect us from the police. So can I ask you a question? If the Senate was able to pass the anti-Asian hate crimes bill, Charlemagne and Envy, 96 to 1, with almost no opposition, why is it that the Emmett Till lynching bill still has not been approved? Why is it that there have been over 200 different anti-lynching bills introduced in the U.S. Congress? 200! And not one of them has been approved by the U.S. Congress yet. But the first ever Asian bill goes through on the first try look at the racism look at the discrimination look at the bias look at the inequity there and why are they catering to the asians you know why because the amount of white people in this country is shrinking that's right and whenever the amount of white people in america shrinks america looks to find other white groups or other minority groups that they can build an alliance with to protect their power and their interests who better than the asians They're just as conservative politically as many middle-class white Americans. They are just as economically comfortable as many middle-class white Americans. They don't like black people just as much as many middle-class white Americans. Not to mention that this can go a long way towards building relationships with Asian countries on the continent of asia that america can't afford to build an alliance with russia let us be clear about something the continent of asia is a big problem for the u.s government you got three power nations on that continent you got russia that america can't stand you got china that america can't control and you got india which is one of the fastest growing populations and it is quickly becoming the it giant of the world kamala harris is not the vice president By accident, Kamala Harris is the vice president on purpose because America needed to send the nation of India an olive branch to improve their relations because America can't afford for India to get tight with China or Russia. This is politics, and they're gonna use the Asians, okay, as probationary whites. They're going to upgrade them to probationary white status to make sure that they stay on the side of the white man and not go on the side of the black man. This Asian agenda is a distraction from the issues that are affecting black people. How do you sign an executive order for the transgenders, executive orders for the Asians? He has signed nothing for black people. And mind you, Envy and Charlemagne, there have been at least five notable police terrorism cases on Joe Biden's watch. You had the 16-year-old sister who was shot four or five times with the knife. Mm-hmm. And I don't want nobody to tell me that the police were justified. We we'll gonna get to that. We'll, and, we'll, okay, we'll to I got that. you. Yeah. But the five, her. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Officer uh, Nazario, the African-Latino brother who was harassed by the police mm-hmm. in his car. Mm-hmm. The
1: lieutenant.
0: You had the yeah. brother, 17-year-old boy, murdered by the police in the bathroom in Knoxville, Tennessee. Anthony Thompson Jr. The other brother in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, who was shot yep. in the execution of a warrant. And I'm missing some, oh, Dante Wright, who was murdered, and she thought it was a taser. Tasers don't look like guns. Tasers don't feel like guns. They don't weigh the same as guns. And there's no way under heaven you accidentally thought a taser was a gun. But again, five cases, and the president still has not acted. The same president that told the Breakfast Club that if you black and don't vote for me, you ain't black. Well, why haven't you done anything for black people yet, Joe Biden? Nobody
1: Nobody. should be married. Okay. Check this out. I'm going dis- to I'm going to try to dissect this as best as I possibly can because there are some truths to this, but there are some things that we can learn from it as well. Okay? Check this out. Now, it didn't take long, of course. We know COVID-19 has been a very very destructive thing in this country. Over a half a million people in the United States alone have passed away from COVID-19. And we're still working on it and trying to get over that threshold with COVID-19 to the point where we can start working together. And there has been a lot of anti-Asian bias because of it, because many people believe that the COVID-19, it started in China and many people of Asian descent have suffered and in many cases been injured or killed due to backlash from the COVID-19 situation. So... Like he said, I don't have a problem with the United States government passing an anti Asian discrimination violence act for them. Again, he also talked about the transgender bill protecting those of the LGBTQ community and don't get it twisted at all. The LGBTQ community is a very strong community. It is a very active community. There are actors and actresses. There are singers and athletes and even politicians that are now, that represent and identify as lesbian, gay, transgender, queer, or any of those things. Now, you asked, he asked the question, why hasn't Joe Biden passed any bill to protect black people from police brutality? I'm going to get to that in a minute, but let me make one point crystal clear here. The reason why it was easy for the United States government to pass a bill to protect the, the LGTBQ community and to pass a bill to protect the Asian community actually has absolutely nothing to do with race. Okay. Now, I'm going to get to us in a minute, but I have to make this point clear before I go there, because here's the key to it. OK, in fact, there are several keys, but I'm going to get to the main key. Now, I was going to wait, but I'm going to go ahead and get to the main key right now. Why was it easy for the, the Congress Senate to pass the COVID-19 Asian hate crimes bill? Why was it easy for them to pass a bill protecting transgenders from violence. Well, it's very simple. It's because the one thing these two groups have in common that the black community has yet to figure or grasp yet is a very simple is a very simple term. Okay? And it ha- and it's five little simple letters. And it, it hell, of course, it was one of Queen Latiba's biggest hits. U N-I-T-Y, unity. unity. Okay, here's the thing, the transgender, the LGTBQ community did not start begging Congress started begging politicians to help them. What they did was they started organizing. They started getting groups together. They started working in grassroots communities, working with college students, working with high school students, working with little smaller groups of women. Working together as a unit to get their cause out there. They started organizing, organizing and doing things that are necessary to get their voice heard. And with the advent of social media, they started making their platform known. And then you have major superstars that jump right on that bandwagon. You know, when you have people like... Oprah Winfrey and Ellen DeGeneres and Elton John and other and Megan Rap Arapaho and other major superstars and athletes and politicians that jump on that bandwagon and say, you know what, it gives people courage to come out of the closet and say, hey, you know, these people are on our side, so now I can join them and people started joining on their cause. It didn't take. The Congress and Senate long to realize how powerful a community the LGBTQ community is, and it was the it was that co- that same community that helped Obama get in the White House in two thousand eight and reelect him in two thousand twelve. It was the same group that overwhelmingly voted for Hillary Clinton in two thousand sixteen and Joe Biden in two thousand twenty. It's the same group of people. People understood the power of the LGBTQ vote, and they these group these same people worked very very hard to ensure that their rights would be protected. Even Donald Trump, as racist as he was, came up with an executive order of his own to ensure that LGBTQ rights would be protected. He did that during his administration. Okay. Now to the Asian community. Now it didn't take long for the Asian community. And let's understand Asians are not just Chinese and Japanese. There are other groups that qualify and fall under the Asian banner. Now he also, he put Russia in there. Now technically Ru- Russia is part of, is part of Ch- of Asia, but it's also a part of Europe as well. So it's a split continent that splits into two, that splits close because parts of Russia are connected to the to Europe, to the, EU, to the EU, and parts of it are connected to China. In fact, Russia is very close to China. So when you have a group of people led by a very powerful man in Pr- Vladimir Putin, then of course you have the Chinese government, which is already very, very powerful in its own way. Then you have, of course, the Indians. Then you have other groups and parts of the Middle East would be part of considered parts of Asia as well. You got to think the the continent of India is almost is almost as big population wise as China is. Both of these both of these countries have populations in the billions, both in fact, New Delhi is one of the five is one of the top ten largest cities in the world. I forgot how big New Delhi India is, but in Mumbai, India is, but it's a very big number and then when you you think about it when they talk about technical stuff, yeah, he talked about uh the tech things, of course, in Silicon Valley, a lot of the people that work in Silicon Valley are Filipino or indian or pakistani so yeah it's real easy and again these groups of people work together you know the indian the 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 asian people work together they stick together they build each other up they support one another's communities they support one another's ventures So it's easy. You can go to any Asian community in the world and I guarantee you everybody's working together to, and and those who are not Asian, I can promise you they speak in an Asian language, Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, Indian, something because they're trying to work to get together with these people and even Trump understood how powerful the Asian community is. That's why he worked so hard to, to get the the to get the Asian vote. Just like he worked so hard to get the Hispanic vote. Okay. And, and politicians understood. Politicians know that votes count and votes matter. So it's easy for them to go over to these different communities to work together to get them to, to, to come on their side. So yeah, it was easy for Joe. for, And again, they work together within themselves. Build their communities within themselves. Work together as a unit to protect each other. To help each other. And that's why it's easy for Joe Biden to say, Okay, I'm going to help you guys out. Let me give you an order to help you. Because they have interest there. Now... Let's understand one thing. Dr. Umar John said that there were over 200 different bill, anti-lynching bills introduced to Congress and every last one of them never made it beyond the, the house floor. Okay. Keep in mind that there have been anti-lynching bills put into place since the, since the LBJ administration and none of them passed with any kind of bipartisan support. Shirley Chisholm passed tried to get a bill passed, and it failed. Barbara Jordan tried to do one. It failed. Um, let's see. Um, Mickey Leland tried to do one. Craig Washington tried to do one. There have been congressmen and senators who tried to get anti-lynching bills passed, get on the Senate floor... They, and they knew that these bills were necessary, but they couldn't get the support they needed. You have m- most of the, uh, the Democrats couldn't agree and, and the, none of the Republicans could either. So the bills just ended up pieces of paper that ended up in the garbage can because they couldn't get support. They couldn't get complete support from one party or the other. And the reason is, pr- is practically simple. I named one reason. Here's the other. The reason, the other reason why these bills don't make it on the floor is simply this, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. Those who profit off of our misery want that misery to continue. Let's understand one thing, folks. Let's, for those of y'all who got it twisted, let me explain it to you. African Americans only make up 12 to 13% of America's population. Right now, America has over three hundred and thirty million people, according to the last census that was taken last year. There are three hundred and thirty million and change Americans. Twelve percent of that number is somewhere in the range of thirty six to thirty nine million of us. Do you realize how powerful a unit we could be? if we all truly work together, like the Asians and the Hispanics and the, and the LGBTQ community did, just how powerful that block would be that they couldn't just throw the okie doke at us. But the problem with the black community is something that was introduced into slavery. It was been introduced to slavery and the thing was, it was to protect the white interest. And that is to keep the slaves divided. Have them separated. Don't allow them to gather together. They made laws in, in the time of slavery and even after slavery. Sure. One of the things that they introduced during Reconstruction was a law. That's, it was a black code that said that, that no more than two or three blacks could gather together. Because they, one thing that they feared was rebellion. They feared unity. So to prevent it, they made these laws in place to ensure that no more than X number of blacks could gather together. Even going to church, they couldn't gather no more than 10 or 12 people at a time. For fear of slavery, again, to protect the interests of the slave owners. And the sad part is the mentality they introduced in slavery still exists today. And you look at the black community, we're not together. We're not unified at all. You got the rich blacks versus the poor blacks. You got the light-skinned blacks versus the dark-skinned blacks. You got the educated blacks versus the uneducated blacks. You got the bourgeois blacks. You got the ghetto blacks. And it it was done by design. And the sad part is we know what the design is, and yet we still fall for the okie doke. That's why anybody can tell us anything and we'll fall for it. We'll believe it. Because we're not unified and we're not organized. You got everybody trying to fight for their own agenda. And I've said this before too, and it bears repeating. It's a lot easier to come It's a lot easier to congregate rather than to compete. It's more easy to cooperate, what I mean, than to compete. Because if we're in a boat and there's 50 people rowing, and if we're all rolling in the same direction, we're going to get someplace. But if you got 40 people going in one direction and 10 people going in another direction, we're not going nowhere. And that's been the black community from its very beginning in America. That's why you, a politician can come in there and tell us any old thing and we'll fall for it. Cause we don't do no research. We don't do take the time to find out who, what, who these candidates stand for. We just put them in there because they say they for us. And I hate to say it, Joe Biden ain't no different than the rest of them. He ain't. He'll tell you one thing and one thing, and, and all of them did the same thing. You would think that having a black president, we had Obama for two years. And the thing is, again, he vote, he did things for, for transgenders. He did things for women. He did things for Asians. He, did not, he could have passed an anti-lynching act in 2008. He didn't do it. He could have approved of an anti-lynching bill when he was re-elected in 2012. He didn't. So if Obama wouldn't do it and he's black, why do you what makes you think that Clinton or Trump or, or Sanders or anybody else is going to do it? We're too divided. We're too distracted. That's why it's easy for any old man or woman to come and tell us any old thing because we'll fall for it. There's no unity, there's no organization, there's no nothing. Everything's all disfigured and disjointed, and we got all these organizations and all this leadership. We're the only group of people that got leaders, and we don't really know where the hell they stand. We got all this leadership, but we don't know where they stand. We don't know whose side they standing for. That's why the the Republican Party... And I know this, the Republican Party never gave a damn about black people. They're not, they don't have no use for us. And the sad part is the Democrats, the Democratic Party only cares about us to get those 39, those 36 million votes. So they'll tell us any old thing every four years to try to say, okay, come vote for us and we'll do the la-da-da and this and that and whatever, and nothing gets accomplished. Like I said, Obama could have passed the anti-lynching bill or hate crimes act for black folks in his two terms, but it never got passed. Trump never did anything for black folks. Okay. Let's keep it realistic. Nothing that Trump did help the average black person. The only people, only black people that benefited from Trump are people that look like that thought like him and acted like him. Biden is no different. And I'm going to tell y'all something. If y'all looking for, for anybody with outside of us to fix our problems, you're just going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. There have been hundreds of anti-lynching bills introduced into the, to the United States Congress since Lyndon Baines Johnson. How many presidents have come after Lyndon Baines Johnson? Let's do a number. You had... Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush Sr., Clinton, Bush Jr., Obama, Trump, and now Biden. We've got 10 presidents over a period of 52 years. 10 presidents over 52 years. Any one of those 10 could have easily have passed an anti-lynching bill. Put an anti-lynching bill on the books. Never was done. And the sad part is, it won't get done. Not until we as black people stop playing politics, stop falling for the okie-doke, stop playing along with their games, and start coming together as a unit. And you know what we need to do? Number one, we need to say, you know what? The hell with the Democratic Party and the hell with the Republican Party. Our votes matter too. So you know what? Y'all want to play these little part bipartisan games? We're going to pull our votes. That's 36 million votes minimum. That's a minimum of 36 billion votes. And we're not going to vote for you just because you're Democrat. We're not going to vote for you just because you're Republican. We're not going to vote for you because you're black. We're going to find out what you stand for. We're going to find out where your interests are. We're going to find out how you voted previously. And if you're not voting for the interests of the black people, guess what? You're not getting our votes. That's what needs to happen. You wanna you wanna get their attention. You wanna get the attention of the people down there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's what you do. Quit playing their games and quit falling for the okie doke and say you know what. 26 we we're withdrawing our votes. 24 we we're withdrawing our votes. And it's not just to be on the. It ain't on the national. We don't need to do it just on the national level either. We got gubernatorial races in 22. The next time. Uh, Senate and Congress seats come up is 24. If we took the time to really knuckle down over the next two or three years and just say, you know what? We're pulling our votes. We need to get organized. You know, forget about the NAACP, forget about black lives matter, forget about all these other little rink dink organizations. Let's just come together and put politics aside, put agendas aside, put our personal preferences aside and say, you know what? We got 36 million votes, 36 million. And what we're going to do and we need and it has to be with bipartisan support from black folks and any other race of people that are willing to join us and say, you know what? We are not going to vote for you simply because you are a Democrat. We are not going to vote for you simply because you are a Republican. We are not going to vote for you simply because you are black or Hispanic or white. We are going to vote for you because you have the interests that benefit us. And we're not going to support any candidate that does not support the things that we stand for. You want safe schools, you need to check their record on schooling. You want safer streets, you need to check their records on law enforcement. You want um, this done, that done, medical treatment, you need to find out how they voted on these things. Don't just jump on the bandwagon simply because of their color of they their skin. Every brother ain't a brother. That's what Chuck D said. And it's true. You just voted for them because they black. We had a black president for eight years. Did anything happen to the black community? Hell no. Black folks fared worse. The sad part is black folks fared worse under Obama than they ever did for Trump. And I hate to give any credit to Donald J. Trump as racist and ignorant as he is, but I have to be real. My thing is I look at every candidate and that's what I'm going to be doing from this point forward. I'm going to look at every candidate that decide to want to run for a Congress seat, a Senate seat, Mayorial seat, a gubernatorial seat, alderman seat, a sheriff's seat, whatever. Find out their track records. What do they really stand for? You can find all this stuff out. It's easy to just Google it. You can find out how they voted. You can find out what they voted for and their support or non-support of it. It's time to get hip to the game, folks. We could have been had an anti-lynching bill. We could have had an anti-police brutality bill in the Clinton administration, technically. But it never happened. Because we are too distracted. We are too divided. We don't know where we stand. So it's easy for any man or woman to tell us any old thing because they know we're going to fall for the okie doke every single time. Promise them a fish. They'll come. Give them a little taste of love. They'll come. They'll put their votes in. When we get in there, we we don't have to do anything for them because we just gave them a little fish. Wake up, folks. This is the truth. This is reality. The Democratic, the Republican Party don't give a damn about black folks. The Democratic Party don't give a damn about black folks. The White House don't give a damn about black folks. That's and they're not going to give a damn about us until we start giving a damn about us. And what that means is we got to work together as a community, just like the Asian people did, just like the Hispanic folks did, just like the Jewish people did, just like the LGTBQ did start working together as a unit. Stop putting our hands out, begging for stuff. Start working together on a grassroots effort to help ourselves, to protect ourselves to keep ourselves in line. Trust me. Police brutality would be a thing of the past if we started looking out for one another. But they know we don't care about each other. That's why it's easy for police to get away with any old thing. It wouldn't happen if we worked together. You and It's more than a great song in the 90s. It's the only thing that's going to save the black community from total extinction in this country. Think about it. Tell me what your thoughts are. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and on TikTok and on my website, www.whoisrugrat.net. Anyway, I'm out of here. I just want to throw that at y'all. Have a good week. Weekend's almost here. Y'all take care of yourselves. Big Mel, Whoisrugrat. Peace. I'm out.